0: welcome to the show i'm tosh taylor and i'm jenna morton a quick shout out to our sponsor for this episode absolutely big thanks again to jillian crooks she's a registered Um, holistic nutritionist and she's at Rehab One and she is starting a 12 week program that I highly suggest you go and check out you can find her on Facebook and Instagram and we are here with part two of our Women in Politics series (laughs) yeah
1: who knew (laughs) it it is a reoccurring theme on the show to be fair it's true if you go back through our 100 plus episodes we come back to this one every so often we do but this conversation we were having last week on the episode with Tammy Mappersand and Melanie Lamb was just so good, we couldn't let go. So they're back again. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies. <laughs> there, we got the jazz hands. <laughs> See, this is why we had to keep going because they're just really starting to open up and relax. So we've got another twenty minutes to talk about empowering women to enter politics, particularly in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. where I think we still have some barriers that other parts of the country might be like.
0: Well, didn't we break those down twenty years ago? Welcome to New Brunswick. Um, But I think, and that's a good point. When we do see women in politics here, they tend to be like after their kids have moved out of the house or gone away to college. So I kind of thought maybe we could start this episode off with you guys, maybe even just giving those first little tips, like what gave you the kick in the pants to start it while your kids were young, instead of waiting until all the kids had gotten to college or high school even. Uh, (laughs)
2: the great great thing is is that this past election there were more women running municipally than ever before so that was so encouraging when I saw those statistics come out and I think that's because we're talking about it more Um, I've always been interested in politics I all through university I worked for elections and um, found it fascinating as to what happened Um, and then you know, my work in different groups and that sort of thing made me realize that I wanted to have an opportunity to affect and communicate change in a different area or a way that I felt maybe I could make a more lasting difference. And then really actually the whole conversation started and segmented when Elena Lockhart ran for municipal in the provincial election, or not municipal, provincial election, and my daughter, who was two at the time, was like, why are all those men? Oh, look, Mommy, there's a girl. Why is that girl running? And it became a conversation, and then when she won, as the first female to win in our riding ever, provincially. Federally. Federally, sorry. sorry. (laughs) uh, I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Here, <laughs> that it was a huge thing in our family we talked about it a lot um she got to nadia's non nonpartisan, so she has my collant on speed dial and she had elena lockhart on speed dial and it became a conversation that we had and it made me realize that i wanted to really model not only for myself to be able to influence change, but also to model that behavior for her and other girls. And literally when I ran after we got the results, I was walking down the street, just walking my dog, and there was um, three ladies across the street from me, and I'm assuming grandmother, daughter, and granddaughter. And they all called out and said, and I'll never forget it, I went home and cried afterwards, The grandmother said we're so proud of you you did so well and the daughter said congratulations we voted and the little girl put said girls rule (laughs) and i'm like this is why because Mm. it gave a voice to maybe three individuals who wouldn't have used it before and that was my motivation that's how and i I still it it gives me goosebumps (laughs) and it always will and that's why i will even in hard days Moments of celebration, I think of them. Moments of difficulty, I think of them as well. And that's why I do it.
3: And it makes all of us cry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So true. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And I've I've had those moments, too, where um, throughout different campaigns, it's, you know, everybody, I've had gentlemen say the kindest things to me, too, and are very supportive. But it's the, not just women, but the the young girls who say things to me that And this last time i felt like i disappointed them somehow and i don't like living with that and i know realistically that's not how it is but um i thought of them right away like they they had my heart right but um in 2012 was the first time i ran in ward 2 in town and uh, i ran because i had gotten involved with um, the school and the arts center and and so many different things locally that it led me to wanting to make a big bigger difference right a big picture difference and it's funny because in 2016 when I was elected we had four women on council and four men and we were lucky too because we had um, varying ages which was really nice and a couple of people pointed that out quite often and uh I was asked to speak with um, different groups um, at different forums about diversity and the need for more women and, and how they can get involved and the barriers. And I was told, but, but we have four here. And I said, but you're never guaranteed that again. Yeah. That's one term. You're never guaranteed that that's never happened before. You don't know it's going to happen again. And this time there's two. There's, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so there's always a need to empower others to know that they have the support to try and break down those barriers that do exist, you know, and and make it so that they feel like they have the support to try, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm
1: wondering if we can talk a little bit, because you, you touched on it there, but the the age factor, mm-hmm. right? That one council was fantastic to look at in terms of, yeah. you know, the gender equality and the age differences that were represented. And I know my husband and I will kind of joke, because we're like, wow, it seems like more young people are in politics, yeah. and then we're like, no. No, they're our age, that just means that we're old. But still, when you look at (laughs) the makeup of municipal, provincial, or federal, especially in this part of the country, Mm -hmm. there's usually, you know, one or two standouts. You know, New Brunswick has a history of having very young premiers, Mm -hmm. but everyone else has gray hair. And I say that as someone who really actually does, so. <laughs> I do too. Like, I'm not trying to be ageist, but we have a tendency, and I'm wondering, is it, do we only elect people who are older? Do we only have people who are older that are running? And, and how is that playing out these days in politics? How did you feel like, did you feel young? Did you feel old? Did you feel like all those voices were at play?
3: Yeah, exactly. And you hear that too at the doors. And again, <laughs> it's, it's varying. Some people are more progressive in the way that they, they don't see running as a woman or a younger person as a bad thing. Some people could look at either of those and think it's terrible, Mm -hmm. right? But sitting on, um, not only as a director, but as an executive member of the union of municipalities, Mm -hmm. we would have our AGM and you have representatives from everywhere basically across the province. And let me tell you, you're a minority in there as a female and as a younger person. Mm-hmm. So it's very enlightening, um, everybody's very respectful, but it's, uh, it's interesting. So I think, you know, we all need to do more to support people that are younger, that are female plus, that might be considering it to know that they should do what they want to do. Um, and that it's not unheard of to take those steps, right? People need to feel supported. Mm -hmm. They need to know that uh, they're not out in left field and they have a right to do that.
0: Okay, are you like me? Can you relate to any of these questions? You're struggling with unwanted weight gain and low energy. You have afternoon energy crashes. You can't get enough caffeine throughout the day or you're working out, but you're stuck at the same weight with no change. Any of that sound like you as well? So I want to introduce you to today's episode sponsor, Jillian Crooks. Jillian is a registered holistic nutritionist with Rehab One. And right now, she's got a 90-day health coaching program that helps you eliminate the problem of unwanted weight gain, fatigue, and it brings you through a step-by-step of everything you're going to need to completely transform your health. I am telling you, I've been working with Jillian for about a month, two months now, and I have never honestly, in my life, all of a sudden had so much energy. It's unbelievable. Imagine having Jillian in your back pocket. She's been where you have been. We've interviewed Jillian. She has an absolutely remarkable story of her own journey to health and wellness and having this beautiful, vibrant personality. I think that Jillian is exactly what you need in your life. So if you want to take part in her 12-week program, then why don't you contact her now for the Vibrant Wellness Project. Jillian has made it her life's work to take a scientific and soulful approach to nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. And now she wants to share it with you and the world. You can give Jillian a call at 506-962-1740. That's 506 962 1740.
2: Exactly and I think in our situation in Hillsboro, because it is so much smaller of a municipality um, and the time commitment is what it is there most of us have to work full time and still serve which I know is common amongst but because of, of those situations, maybe it lends itself to someone who might be in retirement or semi-retirement. It would be a lot easier than trying to start to build a business again and that sort of thing. So it is, the, the, the environment is as such that I think it more naturally supports individuals on that part of the spectrum. Um, not that it should, and I think more individuals who are still, are younger, are, you know, more diverse, having different employment expectations. Um, I think that can only help because again, if you're not there to ask the question, mm. then there's never going to be an answer to it. Mm. So I think that plays a role. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think some of that is, is perception too of, of how it always was. And that's what I mean about supporting yes, people exactly. and, and talking to them, like, no, you what do you have mean? the time to you do, do have this. The time. You can do this. It doesn't just have to be retired people doing exactly. this. You know what I mean? And like, look how many young people ran this time around in town. Yes. Quite a few young people mm-hmm. ran and you know, younger people are passionate too. They want to run. So I think some of it is just a perception it that, is. oof, maybe it's not something I should be dipping my toes into. And of course it should be. Yes. If you care about your community and you, you wanna be involved, do it.
2: Exactly, there are ways and we can ask <laughs> us the questions, right? <laughs>
3: do it, Yeah, just try. Well,
0: and that's, that's exactly it. And I think that a lot of us, like for example, I mean, I grew up in a small town quite like Riverview and uh, my grandfather was on council. he was a grandfather right (laughs) you know what I mean but it really does lend its hand to like if the younger you start the further you can go as well so it's a really great idea I think to start where you can and even if it is working on the campaign trail with with some people right and and then dipping your toes in that way
2: Mm -hmm. Um, we're starting I'm starting in Hillsborough a youth council so, and my council, fellow councillors have supported that we start a youth council so we can have a youth counselor representing the needs and the wants and the desires of the young people in our community. So I think with some outside of the box thinking and some very pointed engagement opportunities that we can start to see the trend and I am going to go out on a limb and say it's a trend that more younger people are getting more involved. And as long as we continue to build opportunities to support them to do that, then I hope that will continue to go up.
3: That's amazing. And I love that you were supported in getting that yes. that going. And I think that's wonderful. And if we do, sorry, um, just quickly, our younger demographic, they're brilliant. Right, you know, we we hear other generations, doggone generations, but they are brilliant and they do research and they're so conscious about Mm -hmm. the issues that they care about. They're conscious about who they will support because maybe that business supports or doesn't support this initiative or this cause. Um, So it is so important to get them involved younger and knowing that they have a say and that this is their community, and they are entitled to having a seat there as well.
0: That's something we're finding on the Chamber of Commerce as well, which is also something you associate with with older people. With the Albert County Chamber of Commerce, we're finding the people that we're having applying for uh, being on the board are younger, um, and then no problem finding a youth committee to be with that as well, which is really neat to see these kids who, with the Albert County Chamber of Commerce, we stretch from here, all the way down and around, yeah. they, the kids are noticing and they're, they're, they're making an impact. And say, excuse me, with the previous election, the kids at, all of our kids go to the same school, um, or yours did, and except for you, <laughs> <laughs> she lives in the around part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually so had they them do the County. youth vote at school. So they were learning all about the election. And my oldest daughter was so, so, so excited to get to vote and they ended up having to vote in the Moncton Riverview Dieppe because the school's located in that area, right? right. So, so, but Sarah came home and I was like, okay, hey, who'd you vote for? And she's like, we're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, we don't talk politics. But I voted for the lady that looks like Aunt Sheila. <laughs> hey it got her noticing right she it. paid attention yeah.
3: and and but she, she does identified look like my with somebody yes. you know that looked like, that looked like she her look like mm-hmm. her yes yeah. yeah that's true exactly yeah. we yeah. need to see that in our representative exactly. yes that's a yeah. very good point yeah. I actually would like yeah. to
0: know if there was a you know if there was a number like the girls voted for the girls kind of thing I That'd wonder if that happened I'd like to know that yeah. my
1: guess is not necessarily because if they did it the same way as our school yeah they did it like you when you went to vote and when you get the ballot, it's just names. Right. My daughter was like, like, she knows the different colors that are mm-hmm. in right. parties. And mm-hmm. she knew different faces that were associated with the different parties. But to see the names on their own, she said she had to really stop and think. Really? About who was who, mm-hmm. which I found very interesting because she has been involved and like follows things. And she, she has a very clear understanding of what she believes in. Yeah, right. And when they did in class, I think she had some She would have liked to have talked about it more in class before they did the vote. Okay. But yeah, she found it very strange that that's what you saw. And what I took away from that was just how important it is to have these kind of civics lessons within the schools to teach kids, like, yes, when you go to vote, You need to know who that person is. You can't just remember which sign you like the best driving around. Yeah, what color
0: you liked or whatever. Yeah, so
1: I'm glad that you need to have that level of understanding when you look at those names. But
2: to demystify the process and have people understand what it's like to go and vote is so important. We had a great election at the school. Well, and the results were a little different because one of the young men in grade four, five at the time, five. Yeah, he was in grade five. Um, his mom was running for mayor. So he was campaigning hard <laughs> yeah. at Hillsborough Elementary in Caledonia. So that That's was awesome. great. It was, But it was, again, taking part in that process. He campaigned. He <laughs> campaigned for his mom. That. So that taught him a lot of different skills about how to do that. And again, engagement in that electoral process. I thought it was and then it also has the kids
0: coming home and talking around the dinner table about the fact that his mom's running for mayor and that maybe their parents didn't realize that or, or you know it puts that connection to it too right like oh my friend's mom is running
2: and it, it yeah. makes <laughs> a difference with voter turnout i really believe our voter turnout this year was 47 percent, which sounds low until you realize that Provincially, the municipal was 22%. Wow. I think it was. Yeah,
3: And when you do have competition, Yes. It's, a, it's always a good thing. Always a good thing. And it does get more people engaged. Because as I said, you have your following. You bring different groups I have of have people. My, exactly. Exactly. Right? You touch it's, on it's, it's different circles. It's always a good thing. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So how do we get more of that? How do we encourage mm. more people? Not just women, not just younger people, but just in encourage general?
3: more people in this
1: province to become engaged in the system because I think so many people, like you say, they they just don't bother to become involved in the voting process,
3: not even just running. Mm -hmm. How do we get people to the polls? It is hard and and I'm so glad that that you had touched on how you campaigned Mm -hmm. more so than had been done before because I do think that that's huge. I can't tell you how many times I'd gone to a door and they said nobody comes here right wow that's huge that you took the time to come here and i remember where so and so lives or where i met them on what street and what their house looks like and it's a funny thing for people who know me but it's powerful Mm -hmm. like people really appreciate that they do so i do think that that we have to put some onus on people who run to do that reaching out and also on on not just the candidates and the elected officials but on the folks that um, do such a great job running the towns and villages and cities to push out that information. And it's hard because when we push out information, not everybody reads it. Not everybody cares to absorb it. But the more ways that it's out there, you just don't know who you're going to get. Exactly, it
2: takes four to seven times to be introduced to something before there's any action associated with it. So, I mean, and that's a basic marketing premise. So if you think about that in the context of elections, that consistency, Mm -hmm. you know, you want people to be tired about hearing about it by the end of the election season, because that means they've heard about it. And if they've heard about it, then that means there's more opportunity to engage.
3: And mentoring, we also we talked about <laughs> yes. mentoring, which is, is huge. I, I so think it's, it's so important in life, but if, if people can make that a priority, and you know how so many women have to be asked, like men yeah. will run and there's the statistics showing yeah. women have to be asked over and over to run, right? But if we see people in our community that we think are engaged and would be great, what's wrong with us asking them if they've exactly. ever thought about this and not even just this or joining the chamber or you know what I mean it's it's up to everybody to to be kind of that conduit planting the seeds yeah exactly. the seeds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and you both ran and I'm gonna use the word Unprecedented times. (laughs) But it was so so important. We need to get buttons for that or something. But you really did have to run different campaigns and everybody around the world that had to vote in the last year and a half, two years has had to change their strategy and do a lot of it online. How did you like doing
2: that? I enjoyed it, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Um, I did a lot online because my voter base, I knew right away my demographic was going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to first start focusing on that demographic. So I did a lot of just completely unscripted, unedited lives and always got, you know, five, six, 700 views, like consistently, all my lives performed really well. And I know that is because Lots of other people that I'm connected to were also looking at it. But again, that familiarity. Right? <laughs> I would see her pop up on the screen. <laughs> like, I don't know her yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> but, um, and I did a mail out. So I looked at how I did it, was looking at the demographic of people in my community and how am I going to reach them most efficiently. So the demographic that I'm a part of is on Facebook. Um, I didn't do Instagram maybe next time because I'm still that old, but, and then I did the mail out and I don't think anybody had done a mail out in our writing, um, previous, I think I was one of the first, if not the first. and I had just decided at the beginning that's what I was going to do and I'm going to write a letter and I'm going to give you my resume and Mm -hmm. my platform and then you can make an informed decision and if it's not for me that's okay but at least make a decision right I love that so your mail-out was a letter in your resume Yeah. i love it (laughs) i love it yeah short version of my resume yeah yeah, but we
1: get a lot of political flyers through our mailbox because we live on the cusp of various ridings right Right. like when it's provincial or when it's federal i tend to get the mail outs for at least two different if not three different (laughs) ridings because of the way the post system works so i see a lot yeah and no one has sent that to me and it would be so much more effective. Well,
2: I just thought for those that don't know me maybe, like, and I grew up in the area, so I'm Melody. You know, I'm Michael's daughter, Edie's daughter, who taught there for 35 years. I'm Mel Land's granddaughter. I'm the niece of another counselor. And I wanted to make sure that it was my identity that they were looking at and not that because my last name is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, this is what I've been doing for the past almost 20 years. Yeah, let's catch up. So let's yeah. catch up. I've. This is my education, this is my work experience, this is my training, and this is how I'm gonna use it for you.
1: Well, the birds are telling us that it's about time to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear them flying by in the podcast. You might have seen them if you're watching us <laughs> on TV. See my face. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are not Tasha's favorite. So we're going to no. wrap things up. And I'm going to run. Uh, yeah. oh. Before we go, do you guys want to share how people could connect with you yes, if please. they want to to stay in touch?
3: Oh, great. So uh, so I'm personally on Facebook, Tammy Ramprasad, And I'm also, my new business is Every Lemon. So you can reach out to me there. And both are on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Very accessible. Reach out.
2: I'm on Facebook at melody for hillsborough um, You can find me there and all my deets are on the Village of Hillsborough's uh, website. Fantastic. Thank you both so much for this
1: epic two-part, yes. fantastic thanks. afternoon we've <laughs> had with you both. And uh, we can't wait
0: to do more. Before we let everyone go, a quick shout out to our sponsor for this episode. Absolutely. Big thanks again to Jillian Crooks. She's a registered... Um, holistic nutritionist and she's at Rehab One and she is starting a 12-week program that I highly suggest you go and check out. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram.